Do you have trouble turning off your brain meat at night? I invite you to take a break from your thoughts and listen to ours for a while. This is Overthinking with Steph. Quit overthinking alone, overthinking with Steph is better. We're overthinking together. Well, that was stupid. Let's come up with a whole new intro. Oh, Steph. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? How I'm are good. you? Good. I'm good. I look like I'm hiding behind my mic. I, I know. You have a nice professional setup. Um, <laughs> this is my seven-year-old's like little nightstand. <laughs> it's like a little, um, like a footrest. She uses it in front of her vanity, which is like oh. tiny. <laughs> so you a seven-year-old and then you have two kids, right? Yeah, seven and ten. I did a little bit of stocking. I didn't want to over-prepare. Sometimes <laughs> I go to the extreme and it's like stalker level and then it's never a good thing. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I like that we both have our, our rainbow on. I know, right? Well, these are our new pride shirts. We just did yeah. our photo shoot. I had so much fun. The thing so is much like, fun. Honestly, the content that you're creating and the graphics, are you doing a majority of that? Do you do graphic design? All of it. Yeah. I call myself a Jane of most trades. A professional dabbler is what I call myself. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not really a master of anything except most people will call me a master of technology because I'm like one of those people where it's like, it won't be working for a week and then I'll touch it. And it just, it just works. Turns to gold. I love technology and I feel like it senses it. Yeah. See, I love that about you because I'm, if I touch it, it just breaks immediately (laughs) right before my very eyes. But as far as running a company, running your own business and then being able to do all of those things, it helps out so much. I don't know how you are, but if I have an idea, I usually get them in the shower. Those are where I have my best ideas. So I have like a waterproof notepad in there just in case, you know, but when I get an idea, I will not rest for like a week straight or stay up the whole night and just create it right then and there from the graphic design, the website, any of that. And I can't imagine not having those skills and having to wait for other people to stay up all night with me. I feel like when I was young, I broke through that early because I hated what I learned in school. And I went to community college for all of like a year and a half and just couldn't do it. I wasn't meant for that environment. I needed to learn what I wanted to learn. So I call it YouTube University. Mm. And I have a master's degree at this point at searching anything. I'm pretty sure I could change like out an engine because you can find it on YouTube. Right. Self-taught completely. Anytime I get frustrated or want to do something, like I have so much passion. I'm like you have an idea. Mine come in the car. Really, oh, it really yeah. time. can't write it down. And I'm not really like a voice memoer. Mm-hmm. So it's just locked in my head. And then I get out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to build a website. I have to launch all the photography. I got to set up a video shoot. I got to do this, that. Yep. The beauty of it is like, you can do all of that within yourself. So do you ever have a hard time asking for help? Mm-hmm. I struggled with asking for help because I was a perfectionist for so long, still struggle with that. Um, But also with group projects as a kid in school, I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it all because then I'll know it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. I feel like this last year, I really did work on that. It was something I had to reflect on and be like, if I'm going to get to this next level, because there's always a next level, wherever you get and evolve to, there's always something past that. And as I've evolved and realized, yes, I have all the skills, but I do not have all the time. Mm. And other humans are incredibly talented and have a different perspective of things. And I think that's important in the world, you know, is acknowledging other humans' perspective and how they see art and beauty and color and how they would captivate something. So being able to lean on more and more creatives 
for that and trusting it has been. And then also it reaches more people and has more impact when you add other people's creative perspective to your vision or your mission, right? And that's what it's about is like bringing people together. So my podcasts are always different. We just start out with a conversation and there's no, there's not really an introduction or there never has been. I want to get into the heart of like who you are as a person, why you're creating the things that you do, what keeps you up at night, what are things you still struggle with, you know, what your adventure, your journey has been. Because I think that a lot of us, and I I know I can only speak for myself, but I I love seeing the end result of products, of course, but what's important is the process of getting there. And I think that's important with humans too, and like sharing our story, because I think we can reach so many more people where they're at in that process if we're sharing our own rather than here's the the nice bow, the finished package. And, And social media makes it hard too, because you can very easily present in a way where I have it together. I figured it all out and here is my perfect life and here's Mm -hmm. all the positive things and motivation. And sometimes I've been trapped in thinking the only way I can offer hope to people in a light at the end of the tunnel is by them seeing that I'm there already. I'm not, you know, we, a lot of us aren't. I actually think that's why I have loved following your journey because you honestly show the process. And isn't that what learning is all about? What growth is if we can't watch someone else do it correctly or incorrectly or how they mess up or how they get through it, then we're not learning in, in a real world type way. Like that's hands-on yeah. learning right there. And I, I absolutely love it. I'm not a book person. I'm a human person. And I love finding new people that are lit up about something they love and just watching them do it. Seeing them in their element, seeing anyone yeah. in their element doing something they love fuels me. It fuels me. And I remember that's kind of what got me through some of my, um, you know, darker years too, is knowing that there are people out there who are in their element doing what they love, but also sharing that like behind the scenes, the process of all of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have this thing with only human called our impact model. And it's how we believe we recreate success and do it within other humans, like one human at a time. And Mm. the first step of that is that it starts with you. It starts with yourself. Always starts with one human who decided they wanted something different for themselves and went after it. Um, For us, that speaks to our value of never stop growing. We put Mm -hmm. out a lot of tools and resources to help you get unstuck, to move through those hard times. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. It's funny talking about Only Human now because Only Human was me. It was just my personal account and it grew from there. And then I realized it wasn't just about me. It was about finding community. And that's the second step in our, our model is it starts with you. And then you find those people that say, I see what you love and I want to support you in all that you do and lift you up. And they want to like be there cheering you on. And when you find those people, whether it's yoga or photography or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, dressing up in cosplay, there's community everywhere and you just have to seek it. Then you find community and together, what we are capable of is so incredible. It gets me every time because I'm like, if we could just bring all these wonderful humans together and have them lit up about the thing they're good at, then think of all the change that we could create Mm. in the world. And for us, that's the giving back. So that's the, how do you take what you love and apply it to your community, to your friends, to yourself, to make sure that 
uh, and I actually, I did a yoga class this morning and Bonnie's yeah. whole thought in it was that you can't make someone else happy. I'm never going to make you happy. Happiness right. comes from within. And if we can get in touch with that, if we can make ourselves happy, then by way of that happiness, our communities change. We can help and support one another. And for me, every time I've done that, it fills me up to this point where I'm like bursting of, I have to tell other people that if you just do what you love authentically and you then help other people with that thing, you are going to be in a completely different spot in your life than you could have ever dreamed. And then that's the final piece is taking that all that you've done and sharing it with someone else, because that's how you ignite it. And someone else is sharing yep. your process, right? You messed up and succeeded. And then by sharing it, you impact other people. When you authentically share your story, yep. you're touching someone. And I think that every time, like I post on Instagram, even though it's like a social media platform, I think mm -hmm. is this authentic. What is the story I'm telling and what am I inspiring them to go actually do for themselves? Right. The impact model. I love yep. that. So where, where do we go about finding this? Is this something that I could put in a blog post? Oh yeah, for sure. Just uh, okay. on our website, our about page has it along mm -hmm. with all the core values that we live by. And mm -hmm. I love our core values because we actually call them out in our day-to-day -day life of like, oh, one of our core values is better together. It's like, there is that in action. Having the action behind the words is super important. I think mm -hmm. also with Pride Month, that also rings true with like brands where it's easy to put, you know, a rainbow on product and sell it to make money. But are they telling the stories of our community to reach people? It's not just a monetary thing, right? Yeah, and absolutely. so back to the impact model and what you said about helping people, I feel like I started in a different way where I was trying to save people, save, 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 and like went really, really hard, really fast. And it, it was good for a time, but it, I was just talking on my podcast about how that can only last for so long before you're out of energy. I've come to find out that helping people really starts with doing that for yourself first and then sharing that story. I think when people witness that, that you've saved yourself and you're real about that, then that can save others and help others. Yeah. I think it, it goes back to that whole happiness doesn't come externally. It doesn't come to you. It comes from you. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with wanting to save people or fix people or fix their situation. It's like only come when they have the right tools or they're, they're ready to do that for themselves. And all you yeah. can provide is an example. So I always say like lead by example is, mm -hmm. you know, are you practicing what you're telling these people? You talk a lot about owning your struggles and that's where I'm at right now too is, is the process of taking responsibility for where we're at and of course the past and maybe the struggles and the trauma we've been through, recognizing and sitting in that pain. Maybe there is blame to be placed there, but then there's a responsibility on our, ourselves to take ownership of our struggles. Do you think we have to hit rock bottom once, twice, you know, like in order to make a significant change for ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I'm reading Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed. I'm on my second round of it. It's I, too good. It seriously is. And I've had to go through it slow because it's like, I got to process some of these. Yeah. But the line that I love the most is we are alive only to the degree to which we are willing to be annihilated. Mm. And 
that speaks to every rock bottom moment. And I think what happens with the human experience is we think it's going to be perfect. And as Glennon put it, that we're doing it wrong if it hurts or it's hard, Mm. but it's not, that's just what it is. Right. And somewhere in the acceptance of deep struggle, you find your strength, you find how you move through things. And then the next time you're up against something hard, you have all of those skills to come back to and build on. And that's growth. When we're in the thick of it, people can say things or try to help. And sometimes you're just not in a place to even hear it or it's more daunting, you know, and what did, what was your process for owning your struggles and what, what was 2015 for you? Yeah. Um, it was my rock bottom moment. It was actually where only human was birthed. Um, I always say rock bottom is a really solid foundation that you can mm. just build on I like and that. you can either unpack and live there. Like you can pitch a tent in rock bottom and that's where a lot of people will choose to live because mm. they choose to feel as though life went wrong instead mm-hmm. of that life is going as life will and that you have to accept all the, those movements along the way and find your way through it. And everyone's recipe is different. And 2015 was the end of a toxic relationship that had been uh, multiple years long. We owned a home together. I then lost that home, um, had to restart life. And then when I moved out and restarted life, I lost my job. And so in the course of a couple months, my life just came crashing down. And I was actually in a bar one night and I remember setting down a warm Bud Light and being like, this isn't my life. Mm. I just, I can't keep living this night. I, it was like Groundhog's Day. Like I was waking up and doing the same things, drinking the same stale beer, laughing at the same bad jokes. And I was like, if this is all life is, I can't do it. Like I got to find something different. And so within 12 weeks, I lost 25 pounds got in the best shape of my life, somewhere um, in the midst of physical change, my mentality Mm. completely shifted. And that was the realization that this is there for everyone, that you are capable of achieving so much more than you ever know if you were to just move through that fear, Mm -hmm. that moment of what if I don't make it? What if I don't succeed? And I'll never forget the night I was at a dinner with who is now one of my best mentors, Her name's Lauren Bailey. And she sat next to me and she said, Brie, I've never seen someone so passionate and lit up about something they haven't even really begun. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was just this idea of like, I had this job where I was miserable, six figure job, good living. But I, I left the six figure job and decided that I could do it because Lauren sat there and said, you know, if you were to fail, if you tried this thing and you gave it your all and you ended up you know, with nothing, could you find food to eat? Were there people to support you enough that you could like live on someone's couch if you needed to? And were you willing to just restart from them knowing then that you wouldn't die with the regret of what if, what if I had done that thing? So I did. And in true fashion, so risky, but like also one of the most liberating feelings ever. Totally. Yeah. And, um, I am an Aries through and through, Mm -hmm. head first, jump off the cliff, build the plane on the way down. So Mm, um, following that, I (laughs) recorded a video one night and was like, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm quitting my job. I'm quitting it tomorrow. I'm taking off. I'm going to sell all my stuff. I I believe in this. I'm going to do it. And my boss calls me that night. Oh, no. Oh, so you're quitting? And I was what? like, oh, I guess I made a few mistakes with that one. Surprise. So, yeah. <laughs> but from that moment, 
in the, I can do this and believing in myself, the stepping through fear that I'm going to do it anyway, I unlocked something. And from that point forward, I really haven't looked back. I haven't. I only look back to say, like, if I could go back and tell my my past self something, it's like, start sooner. Just do it. Time is so valuable. You know, it is all we have. And to have given it away so willingly and flippantly before, I just feel like I wasted that time. So when I was ready, there was no other option than for me to pick up, quit my job and just leave. And yeah, it was saving myself in that moment. It was like, that was the first step in a very long process of, I need to do something different because there's not, this is not an option anymore. I feel stale inside. I feel like there's so much more. I feel like I've been wasting my time, not living my life. I've been living life for other people and fitting into this box that was created for me. That box is so small and cramped. There's no need for that anymore. When you feel that in your gut, sometimes you just have to follow it. I picked up and left like within a month of quitting my job and left everything behind. But not a lot of people can act quickly like that and do something so risky. What's like a small step that someone can take to really make that change? You mentioned physical activity and changing your physical responses and habits like what do you what do you think about that yeah and when I hit rock bottom and then had to make those changes in that that physical health time that was 12 weeks of time Mm. and over that time I I started saying what could I be doing in all the time I'm wasting because we Mm. all waste time in some ways yep Yep. Uh, Netflix TV I was just pouring my time into things that didn't matter too Mm -hmm. many happy hours and Mm -hmm. you know for a while I pulled back on how social I was because I decided that I needed to work on myself that I was only going to be the best friend eventual partner to anyone if I could be happy myself if that happiness could come from within right and I would say find what makes you happy and Mm -hmm. learn more about it Mm. Like dig in. The only bad thing that can come out of that is nothing. Is you have (laughs) a a new skill. (laughs) Oh, oops. I learned some things. Right. And when you find the right thing that lights you up in the right ways, you'll find something or an idea will hit you that it's like, I think other people would want to hear this too. Or what if I could do this and it would help solve this problem? I think of that eight-year-old kid who is this bassist prodigy. What if he never picked up a base. Think right. how many things out there that you could be so good at that we haven't even touched on, right? I think it, the fear of trying new things, it is so scary and it's easy sometimes to just exist in that comfort and what's familiar. Yeah. And my biggest fear was like, what if I look bad? Yeah. And it was all about the external. I was bullied as a kid pretty badly. So as an adult, I had these traumas about putting myself out there and then being hated for it or, you know, all the, and you know what? People are not going to like something that you do. Like, it's just, there's going to be someone who disagrees and you have to learn how to be okay with that because Mm -hmm. you know that this is making you happy. It aligns with your values. And especially if it is outwardly impacting people in a positive way, You have to let the haters stumble by. Like you just got it. And that's hard. And it is easy to say doing it when that one comment comes in out of, you know, what hundreds of positive comments, you take that one and you're just like, it eats away at you. I want to talk to you about the feeling of just being alone 
And I think that a lot of us, what we're searching for is that community and that sense of belonging. We're all just looking to feel a little less alone in this world. And if we don't share our stories, it's almost impossible to relate to other people. For so long, I didn't share my story because I was like, oh, so many people are already talking about that. What, but one more voice adding to that story, you may reach someone that wasn't hearing the other stuff. I asked some of my Instagram followers if they've ever scrolled through their Instagram while crying. 300 people actually responded and voted. 74% of people had scrolled through their Instagram while in tears. And I, that just image stuck with me. I wish I knew what they were thinking, like what they were searching for in that moment. You know, were they searching for something to cheer them up? Were they, they searching for hope? Were they comparing themselves to others? Or maybe sometimes we torture ourselves by looking at so many happy things on Instagram. I've been that person that has scrolled through Instagram and it makes me feel continually bad about who I am. Um, but I think that's awareness is once we're aware that that's happening. And honestly, this came because uh, we went to Peru and I sat ayahuasca ceremony. And out oh, of wow. that, I was like clearly given this, hey, if you're following people on social media and it's continuing to make you feel bad that you're comparing your life to theirs, yep. you need to hit that unfollow button. And it so was like ad, as vivid as me actually doing it, that I saw myself almost detoxing from these things that made me feel bad. Right. And that's where we don't have the answers all the time for other people because that would be fixing people. Mm -hmm. All we can do is inspire through our own journey right. is, you know, show and open our own life for others to see and learn from and grow from. I get asked a lot, what's the proudest, you know, thing that has come out of only human for you? It's, I remember the first time it happened. I was in Orlando, Florida, um, that a, a human walked up to me and so you can just feel energy sometimes. And this yeah. is, I guess, where I've, I'm really comfortable if someone cries around me. I'm very good at creating space for that. Yeah. Um, and I could just tell when, when someone needs to say something. And I, I had this sidebar conversation and, and she looked me in the eye and said, like, I was going to kill myself. Wow. And then, I, and then I found your community. And I don't know how I found it yeah. or why I stumbled upon it, but I found you. And I had the plan. But then I, I found support. I found community. I found people who were willing to listen to the things I like to do and then lift me up for it. And I think that's where you're not as scared to share who you are when you're around all the right people. Exactly. And sometimes that's scary because those people are not your family. Mm -hmm. And that is the scariest thing for people because it's like, but my family's going to judge me for this or right. my church is going to judge me for mm -hmm. this or yep. this group. It's like, if you're feeling like that, that means that you need to find the right community willing to support you because then you're not going to have that fear because you have six people going, publish it. Do exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. Finding the people that bring you to life, right? Yeah, and putting absolutely. them, lifting them up too, you know, and being that support system. So I think these platforms, like only human are, are it is, it's changing lives. It's saving lives and it's meeting people where they're at. Even if you don't know that person, it's helping someone around the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. Another core value of ours is come as you are. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have an advocate community and now it's over 4,000 humans in like 50 countries. Wow. And we have a private group and there's talks of leadership and struggle and success. And we see people getting promotions and posting about it. And I've seen now marriages, best friends, 
all of these relationships form out of this group because people decided to share themselves with others and share what was inside and share the hurts and the struggle. Because then if you share with me your darkest, it's really easy for me to hold you up in your lightest. Yep. You know, and I, I just love that about community. When you started Only Human, it was you. Like this was your story and you put it out there, you know, and you talked about, I cried many times on Instagram, on social because you were in the thick of it. You're going through that process of creating yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Do you look back and think, oh, I put out too much at the beginning? Do you regret that? Or do you think that was all part of what you needed to do to create your story, right? Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Oprah and Lady Gaga about mm-hmm. how Lady Gaga was created from her trauma, It was what she used to heal herself and now has become this inspiration to so many. And that's just so clicked with me because it was, I never anticipated that only human was going to become what it is now. Yeah. But I kept stepping, kept moving through that. And out of my personal story, out of my sharing, only human was, was built. So it is literally my growth and trauma that's now inspiring and helping other people through those same hard times and still continues to help me through those deep moments. Not to say I don't have intense imposter syndrome, which I think is probably the thing that comes up the most for me. We could talk on that for a full hour. Imposter syndrome. I think, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to say anything more on that? Because I think if we dive into that a little bit, we'll, we'll have a good conversation there. Oh my gosh. a, A big part of so many creatives, I feel like too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't go to school. And there's so much in this world that says a degree means you're good at it. Yeah. And not that, I mean, I've been working in technology and in marketing since I was 18. Mm. Like I've worked for Apple. I was a geek squad agent with Best Buy. <laughs> like I have worked with people. I've learned from a lot of amazing mentors. I've taken courses on courses that of my choosing that yeah. come with no credentials on the back end, but I've done it. I've done the right. work and still somewhere in there, there's a voice in my head that says, you never went to school. You're not as good as those other people. Or, or, or waiting for some, they're going to figure me out. Totally. They're going to figure out that I don't have a degree. Oh yeah. And that, and that I've learned everything from YouTube and that's going to discredit me. And then they're yep. just going to think I'm a fraud. And yep. yeah, I'm in oh. um, an entrepreneur's organization um, with my business partner and there's a lot of other business owners in there. So we get to hear firsthand some of these similarities and struggle. Mm-hmm. And with a, a program like that, we're all really transparent with where we're at, where our businesses are at. So yeah. I've even had like the comparison moment of saying like, no, I'm in the same boat as everyone else. Mm. But I still wake up and still think today's the day they're going to figure it out and it's all going to come crumbling down and it's just going to disappear. Oh my gosh. It's so true. I didn't, I also did not go to school and especially with photography. I mean, that's what kind of put me on the map. I picked up a camera and I, I threw the manual away. Like I just tried to figure it out on my own. Like there are still times when I'll, someone will ask me a technical question and I'm like, I'll send you a link. I have no idea. Like, and I feel like the more that I own that struggle and own that part of my truth that I use my camera to document stories. You know, I don't have it all figured out. I'm basically telling stories. That's what Uh I'm doing. The camera just helps me do that. Yeah. Continue learning about your craft, right? Like never stop learning. But at the same time, I don't, I don't feel like I need to learn everything about photography to be good at what I'm 
doing. No. You have to be good at people. It's the eye for doing it, for being creative and letting that flow state come through when you're behind a camera. Because I'll even tell people after a wedding, sometimes I just black out and I'm like, I don't yeah. really remember anything that I did. And then there's like all these incredible photos because I was so living with one eye closed, which also gets mm-hmm. me in trouble sometimes, especially yeah. if I bring my camera in like social situations or times when I want to connect. It's yep. almost like a barrier between people. So and also true. fun fact, for the first year of being a quote unquote photographer, I used automatic mode. Oh yeah. Didn't I even think move we all did. Yeah. I also used the Canon Rebel for like mo- half of my career. Like every tourist has a Canon Rebel T2i and that's what I used. Like and probably on automatic. Yeah. I or and if I didn't everything was blurry and he turned it to black and white and called it art. <laughs> I just, I think that, you know, we're all going to mess up. We're not going to be perfect, but learning a new skill and trying something new, as long as, as long as you're having a good time and you're focused on connecting with other people, you can't go wrong. You really can't. Like the days just pass by so quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, even through this pandemic, like two months has gone by three months and I'm like, it went by so fast for me. But it, it definitely shifted a lot of my perspective on what I, what I want to be doing and what I want to spend my time doing and what genuinely sets my soul on fire. You know, is it what I've been doing for the last 10 years? Parts of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think we constantly need to check ourselves to say what makes us the happiest, write those things down and try and figure out even in small ways, little steps to incorporate those into our daily lives, Right. Yeah, I think that's key. And actually, we put out a free resource and we say- I that love that you have resources for everything. Give everything. It Give it I, it's crazy because I feel like I've built this insane content library over just a couple of years, but it's taken all the other incredible humans out there collaborating with us to yeah. help. So my life coach actually helped me um, develop this tool. It's just a values tool. It's to help you define like your top 10, five, and three values. So we mm-hmm. work- work your way down, but your core values are those things that you should filter everything through. Like for me, it's inspire, design and create. And like, Mm -hmm. if I can do those things, if I can create something that's inspiring the world or inspiring myself, like I filter all that I want to do through those values. And if the answer is yes, I typically find a lot of joy and happiness in doing those things. And then if they don't, if they maybe hit one value and not all of them, or they feel a little off, it's usually because I'm not supposed to be doing that thing. And that's my inner knowing as Glennon puts it. That's my intuition. And that's what we honestly need to start listening to more. That's so true. Um, I want to talk about Pride Month. Freaking Pride Month, right? Like, let's let's get into what you're doing, what Only Human is doing for for Pride Month to celebrate. I want to ask you about your first Pride experience too. Like, if you remember your first Pride parade and everything. Mine was in um, Palm Springs on accident when I was a kid. My parents took us on like a family vacation to Palm Springs, and it was the most gay I'd ever seen in my life. And my parents were so uncomfortable. And I remember feeling shame because at that point I was maybe 12, but I knew I was like, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing my first pride situation. And I feel like scared about it, but also like watch, being able to watch people celebrate and live authentically just gave me hope, you know? Yeah. What was your first pride experience? 
Um, it was just with some friends and I probably remember half of it because um, <laughs> at that point I was drinking too much and yeah. there was a lot of dancing and I remember it being very sweaty because we live in Arizona. Oh, yeah. <sighs> My first pride though did feel like belonging. I remember mm -hmm. thinking, wow, I see myself in so many other people here and wow, I'm allowed to be me. I'm allowed to hold this girl's hand and not get glared at. And I just felt comfort. Yeah. In that, that's a big part of why looking at this year, looking at what COVID has caused, the amount of prides postponed or just straight up canceled this right. year yep. broke my heart. Mm -hmm. Because think of those young, young people who seek community, who may be, you know, living in a household that doesn't accept them. And then you can go to this place where you know you're going to find that, that love and support that you've been seeking. And then, yeah. you know, um, among all of these things that are happening when we're so alone, now we can't go connect with the groups of people that understand us. Right. And in that, we said, what can we do? Because we were supposed to be traveling to over 30 Pride events just in the month of June. And now nothing. Right. So it's like, okay, let's take this energy and let's put it somewhere else. Yep. So I don't know how we pulled it all off. But we have an incredible virtual pride lineup happening through the whole month um, from drag brunch hours mm -hmm. to um, family panels where we're going to talk about how to start a family as a queer couple. Yep. Um, we're bringing in specialists from like California Cryobank to talk about fertility and that process so and important. The, the cost and everything or adoption. And uh, Tristan Reese from Family Equality. He's the director of family formation there. Wealth of knowledge around the wow. topic, but we're bringing him in. Um, and we just have all these other advocates and amazing people. We're doing um, a gender workshop. Mm -hmm. We're hosting a line dance lesson. Oh, there will be awesome. a talent show. Um, all centered around pride and just everything that that festival holds for people, whether it's just the connection or the live music and, you know, all those aspects culminate together to make pride what yeah. pride is. So we're right. trying to bring that to everyone's homes, you know, wherever they're at. That's incredible. That's going to make such a difference for so many of us. I think that really are on that like tail end of just feeling burnt out from being at home and just needing that, that pick me up, you know, and, and seeing the community come together. I'm just, I'm so excited for everything you're doing. I can't wait. I'm so happy that I get to be a part of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. We can't wait. I mean, we have people um, taking over our Instagram, like you will be um, yeah. and doing storytelling and Q and A's. And so yep. watching our social all through June, if you want to join into any pride event, it's, it's going to be popping. Yeah. I want to, I want to close on, do you have any questions for me? Cause I'm going to ask you like one deep question to end with. I have, I could go on. I literally told Bonnie before this, I was like, I'm kind of nervous because I feel like I want to interview her. Yeah. Like, what gear do you use? How do you set up? How do totally. you start proposals? Like, what, what, yeah. uh, there's so many questions I could ask, but that's a and whole nother podcast. Okay. I'm going to steal this one from Tim Ferriss. Um, in the last six months, what thing have you found like the most joy or use out of that costs you less than a hundred dollars? Ooh. No, it, it gets people too. It'll stump you. Yeah. I, I think what my answer is going to be is my plants and succulents and flowers. Like that is, if I've, if I've had a day 
like I will turn off my phone, turn off technology and just like pretend like I know what I'm doing with plants, even though I'm probably just killing them all, but I'll like repot them and like water them. And I'm like, I think I watered them yesterday, but oh, well, yeah, probably plants, which is, yeah. What else? It's like um, a round of question game. <laughs> um, how about what is one day in your entire life that sticks out as one of your favorite days or favorite memories? Honestly, there's so many days lately with only human. I think I have a new favorite day like every week. I love that. The most recent I think would be um, our latest give trip. Um, so mm-hmm. we do these international Talk give more trips. about the give trips because I want to be a part of those in uh, any you, way possible. You gotta come to one. Yeah, we're having um, camp only human is happening in August. And then in October, we're going back down to Mexico. We have some really incredible partners down in Mexico um, mm-hmm. that we help local communities Uh, local homework clubs. But honestly, it goes back to that impact model. We know that giving back gives more to you um, than Mm -hmm. you feel like you're giving to others. And in that moment, witnessing so many people lock into that and then Mm -hmm. just have that revelation, that moment and getting to see that happen amongst people that they're connecting with, the stories being told. And we always have an aspect of live music. We believe music brings hope and love and connection. And so we always have that. And um, just the the workshop atmosphere of bringing people together to do a you know a wheel of balance exercise, and then you open up the conversation where it goes deep real quick, mm-hmm. and you just see a new side of people. And I think for me, I've always loved observing that. I think as a photographer, that's what we love too is yep. finding those moments. Right. And after these give trips, I am just so full. And we usually have to take like our leadership team has to take a day or two after to almost like. Oh decompress. yeah. And this last one, we went to Costa Rica and <sighs> I just I went there in September. It was the first time I'd ever been. It was beautiful. Incredible. Um, so the first half of it was spent with 36 people that we took with us, um, wow. in a small beach town and the connection that came out of it was just so incredible to witness that you could yeah. all, you know, trust us enough to come on a trip like that yeah. for us to, to coordinate it. Like you put so much trust and just the bravery it takes for someone to come on a trip. Like yep. that. Yeah. And afterwards I'm sitting, we went to this Airbnb and it was more in like the rainforest part. And I was just listening to nature and then feeling all of this love inside mm-hmm. of me from everything that I just experienced. And I was with all the, I was surrounded by love. I had my partner, I had my business partner and best friend. I had, you know, these people that mean so much to me surrounding It's like me. one of those dreamy moments that you're like, is this my life right now? Yeah. Like, how yeah. is this my life? Like I've had that in Spain before where I was just sitting there looking around thinking like, all I could say was just, this is life. This is what I've been working so hard for, you know, where you just have those moments of those deep conversations sometimes. And also that the talk of like passion and what, what makes people feel alive. And then you're like vibing off of each other. And I think that's what I've been craving for most of my life and is wanting connection with people. And I think that's, what's been missing and what I'm actively searching for now. And I think only human really is coming into my life at a perfect time, just for me to be a part of more vulnerable group activities because I am I have been a lone wolf so I can't wait to be involved in in those trips yeah I can't wait to watch your journey and keep evolving it's you're so be inspiring a part of it to me. You're, that's yeah that's together in action right yep. it's yep 
people coming together in beautiful ways, but you continue to inspire me every day. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for the bravery you've had in sharing your story. And you do this unique thing where you include so many others' voices in the decisions that you make to amplify, promote love, your own brands. Um, and I just really appreciate that and really look up to that in you. Thank you. I think I think it is really important to, you know, and I've I've said this a few times, like, be the voice for people who may not be able to share their voice, whether they're in a country that doesn't support that or a family or a religion. And, you know, they are looking to people like us to take their stories also and include them in our narrative. I do want to end with one question that I kind of try to end with every podcast guest is what keeps you up at night? It's not one thing but it's like the action of all things. I always feel like I'm capable of more. And I know that within me, I have the capability of learning any new skill, taking on anything, and it doesn't scare me. It actually lights me up and makes me want to do it more. And I have always been one of those people that would like be up for 48 hours and just wired because Mm -hmm. I had to create that thing inside of me. I needed to take whatever was stirring in me and make it real. Like, and just like you were saying, I will do all 10 steps start to finish in one night. You will wake up and I did a thing. That's what I say. I did a thing. So true. It just feels like there are so many things to be done in life and you don't have enough time in the day. And that overwhelming thought that like, I'm not doing enough. I get that. Yeah. I think that's like, that's definitely something that is consistently on my mind also. Mm-hmm. I wake the- up, I wake up working a lot. Yeah. Like I yeah. just wake up and my brain was like designing something in illustrator and also editing oh, yeah. photos. And I'm like, I, I wake up and I have 20 things I have to go do right now. Right. And that's where yeah. I have to take the breath and my physical practice always comes in the morning. Cause I have to, mm. Take that moment and be like, no, you can't start your task list yet. You have to self-love, which means like you need to exercise, you need to feed your body, you need to feed your mind mm-hmm. and make sure you don't, you know, go right to the email inbox because heaven forbid one of those emails be bad I know. and then you, and you then- latch onto it and it's like, all right, my day's ruined. It's so true. I need to get better at that, not get better at that. I need to do that. Really take that morning time to have my like mental space where I'm just quiet and still. And I don't do that right now. And I think that's part of the next step. And my wild adventure is figuring out a morning routine or a practice when I can like step away from the busyness and the nonstop intake and then output of creativity and just be okay with sitting there Mm -hmm. and clearing my head. Absolutely. I'm so stoked on you. I'm so stoked on you. Yeah, this was incredible. Yeah. I, could, I could do this all the time. These conversations are the best. Well, hey, thanks for overthinking with Steph. Can't wait to hear from you on the social. So make your way over to at Steph's podcast on Twitter and tell me your thoughts. Catch the breakdown on Patreon where we get into the nitty gritty and overthink the conversations in this episode. Until next time, keep creating scenarios that will never actually happen and live your one damn life. Don't you hate it when you wake up first thing in the morning? Mind is stirring. It's a red.